something that they don't want you to know. Um, I think it's that exact opposite. I have something that they don't. Well, yeah, you said it right. You said it right. <laughs> you said it right. I, I, I don't know. I tell people that I talk to now and again that I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Who hasn't? And one was moving here in Pitt County. E. I've passed through that place before, and it it just yeah it it it's it doesn't feel right out there. It's like there's an old order, and and when you're when you come there new, just you being there's a violation. It's it's like it's like a ghost town. Like the people are just so cold to me, and I pass through, but that that's a strange place. I mean the the the. As soon as I moved here, which was October 2006, that that point in my life was bad enough. I mean, this white woman comes from out of nowhere, Lance. <laughs> I had just filling up my car, had finished filling up the car because I was on my way out of town. And as I Turned out the gas station and got to the light. The light was green, so I was pursuing through traffic. All I think I hear was a slam. She slammed into the passenger side of my car and totaled it. Hmm. I think that was a orchestrated accident to prevent me from going to see another doctor. That's what it was. Hmm. That's exactly what it was. And I went, I've been through hell ever since. 
I got me a little 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 Chevy out there. She's going strong. I ain't gonna talk about it. She <laughs> <laughs> do though. But um back to the main point <clears throat> after that accident, you know, I didn't think nothing of it, you know. Got my little place here and whatnot. And things began to happen. I was stand to my kitchen window and see this what looked like an unmarked car per se. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, why is he, you know, sitting out here in front of my door? <laughs> you know, I ain't did nothing. I just moved here. And uh, a few months later, um, that November, I was getting scheduled for my first major surgery. I mean, my sisters and them were crying and boo-hooing. I said, y'all need to stop. (laughs) I mean, the most high is going to be with me through this surgery. And uh, he was with me, but I'm still in pain right today. And that was 2008, 2007. I had had my first surgery. Um, The summer of 2008. That's when all hell broke loose in my life here in Pitt County. Mm-hmm. I woke up that morning, and um, I don't know what a symptoms of a stroke is or heart attack, but I would have to say a stroke because the right side of my body was not functioning normal. Right. And um, I had already had an um, doctor's appointment scheduled for that afternoon, I think it was like two. And I kind of like held out. I know I was playing with my life, but um, that's what I did. I held out and um, I drove to the doctor, my regular doctor's appointment, because my blood pressure, I knew that my blood pressure was at stroke level. It was really high by the time I got to the doctor's appointment. And, um, I was um, checked in. Uh, the nurse led me to a cold room, and this particular medical facility, you be cold. And my medical condition, I think I'm like a minion. I be colder than normal people. <laughs> so you really <laughs> felt it there. Throwed up, huh? So you really felt it there, even more so than the average situation. Yeah, I was sitting there shaking. But by me shaking like I was, that was mistaken for a quote-unquote direct mental illness. Oh, she's shaking. Look at her. <laughs> wait, wait. From just <laughs> shaking. Know, that's just the attitude they, they put out there to me. You, you, I mean, just shaking. You could be cold. You could be diabetic and going through some type of change in your blood sugar level. You could have some type of um, seizure that you've been having. Not, not that I'm saying you are but needed medication. So you can just uh, assess a medical condition just from one symptom of shaking. That, that, that's so ignorant to me. They, 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 they had a loaded gun and they ran with it. So I'm sitting there shaking. I get, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken on that particular day, I was told that I wasn't allowed to see my regular um, so-called 
physician, my regular doctor. You're not allowed. Oh, I really? Not allowed. <laughs> the the most time that I was there, I was sitting in the cold room by myself. You know, wondering. You know, when is the doctor coming in? You know, what's going on? And um, the whole visit was very strange. You know, it was very strange. Really, uh that, you know, they would put me in a room and I'm sitting there watching my watch. So where's the doctor? You know, after lunch, breakfast, dinner, you know? And um, she came in with her little nasty attitude already. Had never seen me before in her life. And I made a request, made a request for home health care mm-hmm. because I was um, having difficulty, you know, holding things because of injuries to my right arm. So I was having great difficulty cooking and stuff like that. Right. You know, normal stuff <clears throat> that you or your wife or whatever can do. Right. But um, I was having great difficulty, so I made a request, you know, for to get some help here. Mm-mm. She took that and she turned that slam around. She looked at me like I had dropped down from a, from another planet or somewhere. I mean, she wasn't really talkative. She was standing there looking at me like, you know, what is this woman talking about, you know? And I'm kind of like in an amazement. And she walked out the room and I'm like, okay, is this she just walked in here, looked at me, and walked back out. Laura Hart, that was her name. Someone fresh, she was still in medical school. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to call names. I'm going to name names today. Feel free. I want, I want everybody to know what these people did to me. Her... And this other doctor called Zhang John Hong. I think I said that right. He's an Asian. If you go, if you go to ECU Physician website, you'll find her name. Mm-hmm. It's a Z H A N G Zhang John Hong. I think that's J U N H O N G. Them two got together and and, and put together a, a, an elaborate scheme, something that I was say I used I'm used to looking at on TV, but right not in real life, right? This, this, you know, this is not happening to me. This happens only on TV. You know, when you see those movies on TV where they where they show the um what they call insane asylums and the people are screaming. Right. Their hands are trying to grab you while you're walking down the hall. That's that's what, you know, that's what I'm used to. I this this wasn't this 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 was not happening to me. It's about two thirty now. The visit didn't last very long. So I I goes home, it was hot that day. Still feeling bad. They didn't really care about my blood pressure being high. They had other plans. 
<laughs> so I get home, and um, about an hour later, about three o'clock, did that. Um, I hear a banging on the door, and I'm like, okay, the um, neighbors. I'm thinking it's the neighbors. You know, they used to send their kids over to check on me because uh, we was tight, and I explained to her, you know, about our uh, high blood pressure and whatnot. So. She wanted to make sure I was okay. If she don't see me in a, you know, out and about or whatever, she'll send the kids over. She will send the kids over. And uh, But that day, it wasn't the kids. <laughs> it was the police. What? For what? It was the police, Lance. Not one, two, and two different cars. I'm like, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> so, I opens the door. He's like, are you Miss So-and-so? I'm like, yes. I'm like, is something wrong? And he started this here grand lie. Because we all know that police have a bad habit of lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the norm. <laughs> they was lying all through their teeth, and I couldn't see the forest from the trees. I couldn't even peep it out until it hit me. Boom. And he began with these little, uh, what I call reverse psychology questions. Well, someone is concerned about you, and um, we're here to check on you, and um, we're going to take you over here to get checked out. I'm like, take me where to get checked out. I just got home from a doctor's appointment, so anybody with common sense would think that's very strange. Do you understand me? Right. I'm just getting home from the doctor's office, but here comes the police saying they're going to take me back to the hospital to get checked out. I'm like, then it was Pitt County Memorial Hospital. Currently, Vidant Medical. Hear me clearly. Mm -hmm. Vidant Medical. Vidant. The good old Vidant, who we did stories on already. Yes. There was formerly Pitt, Pitt County Memorial Hospital before Vidant Medical. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm like, they're doing this for me. So I kind of felt special, you know. But um, at the same time, the real light began to flash a little bit. And he was like, well, your sister, um, he was, you know, had a clipboard in his hand, you know, like he had some papers there. Right. And if he had some papers on that clipboard, I haven't seen them from that day to this day. Not one police presented nothing to me in my house that day. Not one document. And when I became curious, he asked me this question. This is when I became curious. Well, do you have high blood pressure? Right. I'm like, you know a daggone, you know too much about my personal life mm -hmm. to be a doctor. Something's wrong with that picture. But like I said, I, I thought I was special. They, you know, send the police there to check on me and take me to the hospital. I said, okay. 
I'm going to go over to the hospital, get my blood pressure checked, and I'm going to come on back home because it was like nine, about, it was about 100 and some degrees by then. I mean, it, it was hot. That was the hottest summer I have ever seen since I've been living here. Mm. I mean, it's it's 100 degrees before the sun come up in the morning. <laughs> hot and then dry. That old slave plantation type heat. So I had on this little jean dress, sleeveless, and some little leopard slippers. And the biggest mistake, Lance, I made, you would not believe the biggest mistake that I made. What is it? I left my phone home. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big mistake. I was distraught. Because I'm thinking I'm these police going to, you know, Nice little police. They were talking nice. Yes. That's what they want us to think. They are nice. It's a setup. It's the okie doke. I was the donkey with, with the sack on his back that day. So we get to the hospital. Now, at, at, at the point, as we were walking out the door, I want to say this. They're, they're admiring all of my diplomas. Yes. Mm-hmm. This woman graduated in law. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they saw all of my diplomas and web development. They said, this woman is educated like hell. They didn't like that. <laughs> educated like hell. What in the world is she doing living out here in a place like this? My health. Is the only reason that I'm where I am today. Other than that, I hope it be working. But I didn't retaliate. They had already been coached. You understand me? Mm. Be nice to her. Don't intimidate her. You know, make it sound like you're going to help her so she can volunteer because they always like us Negroes to volunteer (laughs) to do stuff so that they won't be held accountable. Right. We know that. Well, some people know that. And my neighbors that I dealt with, they say they saw the police and everything go over there, but you know, they didn't know what was going on, and I didn't get a chance to, you know, conversate with them. So I was out the door and in the, you know, in the car. You know, that's the way they wanted it. That's the way they was coached because if they had a cane and with a nasty attitude per se, mm-hmm. that would have left some witnesses. Right. They didn't want no witnesses. Mm-mm. So they, they 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 practice. They had an hour practice, and they they had it they had it down pat. Mm-hmm. I give them credit to that. They they had who 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 makes up stuff like that within an hour. Expert line white folk. They they were they were skilled at what they did when they came to my house that day. Okay, so we riding along. We on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Get to the hospital. 
signs in, the police standing there. Nurse calls me back, checks my blood pressure to make it look believable. And she leads me down the hall to a room. And Lance, I kid you not, my life changed forever mm. from that moment on. Mm-hmm. The, these nurses began to come in. They was very nasty and defensive. I said, have I killed somebody? Oh, my God. They was real nasty. Do you have any guns? This is the line of questioning that I was getting from the nurse, mind you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any guns in your house? A gun? I'm scared of guns. I am terrified of guns and motorcycles, believe it or not. Yes, I'm scared of motorcycles, and I'm a grown woman. What do you mean? You're scared of riding one, or you're just scared when they make the loud noise? I don't like the sound of them. I don't. Yeah. It is kind of shocking, especially when you don't see it coming. They're too loud. But um, she began to ask me those questions. Do you have a gun in your house? No, I do not have a gun. Are you on drugs? No, I'm not on drugs. My blood pressure is 160 over 102, and you're asking me if I'm on drugs. (laughs) I was weak, and to make matters worse, Lance, I had just had a bottom tooth pull the day before, yes. Talk about pain. Yes, but can you imagine me sitting there asking answering, trying to trying to answer their stupid questions and at the same time trying not to get too emotional because I didn't want to get an infection in my mouth. Right. So I'm like, well, what did I do? I haven't done anything wrong. I have not committed a crime. I said, if this is a crime going to the doctor getting a blood pressure check, then I don't think they're going to have enough uh, cement and 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 plaster to build prisons. <laughs> so at this point, when she got through interrogating me, this tall, blonde head heifer came in. And I've been trying to figure out, and I believe her name was Sandy Hall. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. This heifer pulled out all the stops. She was running the show. This black, I guess she was a nurse. Her name was Diane. And she looked like she had just come from off of a corner. You know what I mean? hmm I mean, I could look at her hair and tell it wasn't hers. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is something straight from off of Andy Griffith or something. You don't have to hold back, like, sister. Tell it, tell it like it is. I mean, look at her hair. I mean, you could see, like, like she had just got up off the bed 
or she got a she was sleep and sleeping in her clothes and somebody called her get to the hospital and she just jumped right up. I mean that's the way she looked. Yeah, I'm like something's wrong here. This this one right here I know for a fact is is not professional. She can't be a professional looking like that. Right. You know. And she began to ask me this long reverse psychology questionnaire. Well, what 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 color is such and such? And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, lady, my mouth is hurting. Like hell, my mouth is hurting. Mm-hmm. I, I do not have time for this. I said, I don't know what's going on. I told the nurse, I said, can you please get me a telephone so I could call my pastor and uh, family, my sister. Oh, they held out on that. I had to literally beg to use the phone. Mm. No attorney present. And I'm still sitting there delirious, not knowing what's going on. I had I had no clue, Lance, mm. that they were prepping me for a nine-day stay, and what they what they it was then behavioral health. You see, after all of this happened, they changed their names. Pitt County Memorial Hospital became Biden. Their behavioral health is now Trillium. Wow. And you can search it online. After this happened, they started changing everything to try to cover their tracks. And um, I got on the phone and got up with my pastor. I said, I don't have long. I said, she could snatch the phone out of my hand any minute now. I said, but you got to get my sister, pick her up, and y'all got to get here to the hospital ASAP as soon as possible. And I hung up. They was there in 25, 30 minutes. That's right. That's good. And when he got in there, they had um, took a urine, I think. I don't think they drew blood. And if they did, I can't remember, but I do know they took blood. And uh, it wasn't clear after the fact that I saw all the tests that they had run on my blood. They tested me for cocaine. They tested me for every type of controlled substance that you can think of. Mm. Heroin, cocaine, marijuana, uh, from the highest to the lowest controlled substance, they tested me for it. And as I was looking through the doctored up medical record, <laughs> this is this is pure straight out devilish. Mm-hmm. Satan at work in the flesh. Big time. Yes. So when my pastor got there, everybody's eyes began to everybody got quiet. And this short little, what you call them people, Arabs, Arabs, Mm -hmm. 
Indy, Hindu, Indy, whatever. Hindu? Yeah, she was an Indian. I think she was pre-med. What was her name? I want to call her out bad. Oh, my God, I should have had my notes together. Mm-hmm. Like I said today, I, I just was not feeling it. You know, I've been in bed half the day. And um, he asked her, why is she here? He was asking her, why was I there? Right. It is, what's today's date? May the 14th, 2017. We haven't gotten the answer yet. <laughs> wow. Nobody has said why there was um, psychiatrists in there prepping me for a surprise day. And he was like, he kept asking her, why is she here? But you were illegally detained. Yes. They didn't Baker Act you, but they and detained I you. Was, I was kicking and screaming. And I guess they called the police, so... By this time, to keep me from leaving, there was like three, four police standing in the doorway at this point. There was a nurse situated at the doorway at this point. Wow. So they made me look like I was some sort of... uh, psychiatric patient that had ran up and down Arlington Boulevard half naked with a shotgun. Right. And their diagnosis, this I'm telling you, this was their diagnosis. She has schizophrenia. She is a threat to herself as well as others. Wow. We think that she should be hospitalized until further notice. Hmm. So whoever was given the orders, the tall, blonde-haired woman, she went and called somebody and came back and said that, she got the order to keep me and to admit me. Admit me? Admit me where? I'm not having surgery. <laughs> so, right. so where are you going to admit me at? Um, my sister and pastor was getting ready to leave because at this point they had made up in their mind that I was a danger to every Pitt County citizen. So you must know how I felt. My mouth was hurting, tooth extracted, and bloody. Blood pressure still sky high, stroke level. I was I was so weak to the point where I couldn't hold hardly hold my own self up. And I, I just began praying. I say, this is a bad black day. If if this is a real Black Friday day, and it wasn't even a Friday. <laughs> you mm. know, this is a dark day for me, the darkest day I can truly say that I've ever had. 
my phone is home. It's ringing off the hook. Right. You know, and I say, I need my phone now more than ever. Okay, that was a mistake. So they continued with their line of questioning. I think things eased up around about 11.30, going on 12 o'clock that night. This was July the 8th. And I want the listeners to keep in mind of this of this particular date, July the 8th, 2008. Okay. That was the admission day or night. It probably went into, it was after midnight, so it would have been July the 9th. Right. And uh, the reason I stress that date, Lance, is because you won't find that date nowhere on the medical record as admission. Wow. They removed the first 48 hours from the medical record. You understand what I'm saying? Makes you wonder. I mean, I mean, it's totally illegal. When I looked at the record, I'm like, this isn't the admitting date. They jumped from July the 8th to July the 10th. So they can do what they want. They have the admission dates down as of today, July 10th, 2008 to July 17th. They forgot July the 8th and the 9th. They, they omitted the whole first 48 hours. Mm. And I'm going to get to that, that first 48 hours because it's very important that you keep these first two dates in mind. Because when they, when I, when she wheeled me down the hall, it was a police accompanying her, the nurse. Right. And, um, I was so weak at that point where I was about to fall out the wheelchair. I was so weak. My blood pressure was, was steady climbing. And when they got me um, in their behavioral health, um, this nurse came out, Mary Johnson. Can't forget a well-known name like that, right? Mary Johnson. She was nice. She treated me okay. She didn't, you know, disrespect me or whatever. But um, she said something that did kind of piss me off. Oh, we we had to put this one in a what you call them things? Scrap jacket. Straight jacket. jacket. Yeah. But why would she say that? What I mean. You didn't do anything. I was, kicking, I was kicking and screaming. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they put you in that position to make you get that way. But I wasn't fighting them, you know. Right. And all crazy like they was expecting me to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, I kick and scream too in that in that situation. Yes. So um, I was admitted, held against my will, no attorney. And we're going to get to him. I can't wait to get to him because he 
he he's been out here stalking me too. Oh yes, Mr. Charles Matt Winston up there on um Evans Evans Street. South Evans. Charles Mac Winston. He don't use his first name. He used just Mac. Mm-hmm. To try to throw people off. <laughs> uh, he he was an interesting character, and I'm gonna get to him. But um, when I got through the door, they my hair was all wishy washy. Face was all out of proportion, no makeup, tears rolling, and here she come with a um, one of them little portable uh, cameras. Takes my picture, puts me in the their what they call their system as a mental patient. What? Yes. Yeah. So I said, okay. I got in the room. It was cold like, like mad in that room. It was cold. I called the nurse. I said, look, you got to bring some blankets in here. I said, I'm cold. And I just laid there and I pondered and cried all night. I think into the second night, Lance, just when things got pretty interesting. Went through the day, saw that little crazy psychiatrist, doctors, whatever they portray themselves. But something happened to me that night. Something that no one, that's why they admitted those first two 48 hours because they didn't want nobody to know about this. I collapsed in my room that night. That is why they left out those first two dates in the medical record. Right. They didn't want nobody to know about that. No one has spoken about that night from that day to this day. I was waking up, and I had a bad feeling I want to use the bathroom. And as I got up off the bed, I felt funny. I I just collapsed right on the floor. Was something put in my food? Possibly. Possibly. I was in a, what is called, are you familiar with seizures? Well, I've I've never suffered, but I've been around situations where we had, when I worked in the jail, we had inmates that suffered seizures and we were told on how to handle, how to handle them as a non uh, uh, professional in the medical field. But, Reading about it, yes, I do know a little bit more than the average person, maybe. But talk to me. 
I was in what is called a catatonic state. I was in a transient state. I couldn't move, but I could hear you. I don't know if you've ever seen someone going through that. Right. But I don't know what happened to me that night. I could hear the nurse saying, Miss so-and-so, get up, get up, get up. And I was crying out to her saying, I can't, I can't. And I couldn't. I was paralyzed from head to toe. What caused that lynch? No one has breathed a word about it. Not no one. A team of nurse came in. They had to call this guy, this um, EMT. He was the only one that knew how to get blood from a person that was in and out of consciousness. Yes, Lance, I was in and out of consciousness. How come Biden don't have that in the medical record? Oh, man. Definitely by design. <laughs> and the nurse kept patting my foot. Wake up, wake up. She was trying to keep me because I believe if she hadn't kept patting my foot trying to keep me conscious, I was about to slip into a coma. Right. And that would have been devastating to their cause. There would have been questions as to why I was in there in the first place. So rather than send me upstairs to the emergency, um, you know, care, they didn't do that. Mm-mm. They kept that hushed. They did not breathe that to nobody, what happened to me that night. So, the next day, I came around, was walking normal and everything. The um, so-called Dr. King men. And he was like, oh, I heard that you had a bad night last night. <laughs> bad night. I was about to die and you talking about I had a bad night. Are you serious? I'm telling you, that's exact, that was his exact words. <clears throat> I heard you had a bad night last night. Me falling in the floor in a Unconscious state is a bad night to psychiatrists because we all know how crazy they are. I don't believe in it. Psychiatry is a is nothing but witchcraft. Right. That's all it is. And they are using it against our people in the most insidious way. Here in Pitt County. 
there are little secret programs that they got going. Pitt County Sheriff, Greenville, North Carolina Police Department, mm-hmm. they're in on the scheme. Hand in hand. And, of course, Vidant Medical and North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. <sighs> Days went by. Every time the nurse would come in, checking on me, do you want to know what they was asking me? What? Well, why are you in here? We don't have nothing on the chart. That I was looking at the chart. I could see the page. There wasn't anything up there, Lance. Nothing. No blood pressure reading, no vitals, name, social security number, nothing. And that's the question I got for the whole nine days. Yes, they held me in their behavioral health from July the 8th to July the 17th. For no reason. I got that one question that was very, that stuck out. That was the smoking gun, so to speak. Why are you in here, Miss So-and-so? I'm a mental patient, but the nurses are looking for me. Because we we had they had um, little what do you call them some little classes where they got in them places to try to help the um, the real mental patients mm-hmm. kind of like learning classes yeah like a p- part of a program to improve their condition yeah, yeah. so um, one day I didn't want to go something had happened somebody had pissed me off I didn't want to go so the nurse. She came, I mean, the instructor came. She said, where's Miss so-and-so? We want you to come to our class. I said, for real? Hmm, that's rather strange, considering the fact that you all got all these here uh, false accusations written up on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, at the, but at the same time, Lance, they, they attached to me. Yes, the nurses had got attached to me. It's strange. I mean, you're a likable person, and I can understand why anybody would definitely be atta- you know, attached to you, but under these circumstances, like, they kidnapped you. The- these false, uh, uh, under false pretenses, but they're getting attached to you. That's strange. Yes. I think they're the ones that need some mental help, wouldn't you think? <laughs> but that day when I walked out that door... And that sunshine hit my face. Oh, I went through. It wasn't too bad in there. I said, I'm saving on my light bill. I said, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I said, that's a plus. Your your cell phone was a little hungry for a charge. Yeah, they didn't allow that. They took, well, I didn't have nothing with me. They took my purse, my bag. They locked it up. Hmm. I guess they thought a forty-eight was in there. 
<laughs> nine millimeter, I don't know. And uh, when I got home, the hell got worse, believe it or not. Here come the nurse. They had that all lined up. All these different nurses were coming to my house each day. But guess what? There's a problem with that. Nobody knew what they was coming to my house for. Wow. I'm not kidding. She didn't have a pad. She didn't have any notes in her hand. She just walked in and we just sat there and talked. I mean, well, she didn't know what she was there for. I'm let, telling you what they told me. Let me ask you something. Were they trying to build some kind of a paper trail, like to say that, you know, they somebody else could fill in the blanks on why they were there, but to make those appearances and for you to be, I mean, did you piss somebody off in, in high places? I mean, this is a lot of somebody's getting, they're getting paid to do this. Somebody's paying them. Um, how does this happen? The police are involved. They come and get you. Oh, I'm not questioning you. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying that truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of funny business going on out there. And, and as you well know, I did two uh, uh, videos, two stories, two interviews with two other people who had some extreme situations with the same medical facility, the Vidant Medical Center. So for all the good they put out there as far as their press releases and the websites and tutorials, and there's something really strange going on over there. And, and not to change the subject, just to say this, that to throw it out there, that not only do we have targeted individuals in our society, but with the whole hierarchy in the illegal organ theft that's going on, police, uh, uh, the hospitals, they got to all be in on it. We have missing black girls all over the country, missing black children. This is not by chance. These hospitals, the police, uh, uh, they get caught up in this and, and, we trust these people. These are the people we're supposed to go to for help, whether it's medical or whether it's some crime or something. And we find ourselves right in the grip of Satan himself. Yeah, Satan was definitely out working all of that. No doubt about that. I mean, if I know that you are really mentally disturbed, am I going to go in your house? and pull off my shoes and prop my legs up on the chair and get real comfortable. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. That's, I'm telling you what happened. When two socials, they identified themselves as um, social workers, came to my home that day, she got real comfortable. She pulled her shoes off, propped her legs up on the couch, and she got real comfortable. Who does that in a so-called mentally ill person's house. And you're not, you're not supposed to do that. That's not even professional. Exactly. Because if it was me, I would be standing to the door. Because as soon as you jump, I would have easy access out the door. That's right. I'm not going to pull my shoes off and get comfortable. Especially when you have a kitchen that has uh, some very sharp objects in it. Exactly. I mean, you don't, you don't already 
said that I'm a danger to myself and, and everybody else, but you're going to come in the house and pull your shoes off and get comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> I think not. <laughs> and, and, and it gets worse. They, they, they park their car around the corner from the house because they didn't want me to see what kind of vehicle they were driving, you know, license plate. Right. Yeah. And they also didn't want anybody else to see. Exactly. No paper trails on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this particular nurse that was coming there, that white husband, Lance, I kid you not, it was, it was going to be me or her in my house that day. I, I, I took one look at her and I said, you got to go. Because you're not going to come in here and run nothing. You don't pay no bills here. You're not going to come in here and accuse me of nothing. This is my home. I live here. So, you know, when you're in Vidance Medical Hospital, they have their people call what they call the um, patient survey to see how everything went and how that nurses did. I said she was a jackass. I'm going to be up front with you. <laughs> but it is what it is. And I told her not to come to my elfin house no more. That's right. That's what I meant. I didn't bite my tongue. I, I wouldn't expect her. you to. I said, she's crazy. So it, it, it just kept getting worse. She began calling my sister. Yes, the nurse. Trying to see... um how to get in contact with me because I had, I, I stopped all contact with her. And she was telling my sister, I needed help, blah, 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 and this and that and the other. My sister, if you can meet my sister and let my sister curse, I slam out. <laughs> 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 because, because of a large audience listening, I'll I, I keep that private, but right. But, 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 but you're blessed to have a person like that in your life because that is necessary in certain situations, trust me. Yes, my sister told her, you you the deep one that needs help. And God, my sister cursed her out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to hear that. So, problems began to exist. I noticed my vision, my eyes was like, my left eye was looking to the right and my right was looking to the left. I couldn't see, okay? I had to get my neighbor to drive me to the store wherever I wanted to go. Mm-mm. Why was it until I got home 48 hours later, I'm now losing my vision. I'm still having complications. But nobody said nothing about that. Mm. So they had on the record ambulatory. <laughs> that means when you when they have ambulatory on your medical, that means you could you could probably fall out or whatever any any moment. You know, stand by because she may call. Hmm. I began walking in that sun. And when that sun hit me, it felt so good. I, I could feel like, uh, I felt like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my 
energy began to pick up. Yes. Like, yes, this is what I need, this sun. You know, the Most High tells us about these things in the Bible. Yes, indeed. That's why he gave us this brown skin, this yes. protection for us. Mm-hmm. We don't need no sunscreen. Because it. it ain't nothing but a bottle of poison that you're rubbing on yourself. Yes. That's all it is. They're pushing that lie on us. Oh, Negroes need sunscreen. No, you need to stop lying. But uh, back to the point. <sighs> One thing led to the other. I thought it was over. I was trying to file a lawsuit. Calling here to Baltimore, trying to find an attorney because I, I, I knew I had a case. But this particular attorney I contacted in Baltimore, her response was, we don't have any evidence that they held you against your will. I'm like, okie dokie. When I'm, I'm sitting there telling her what they told me, I couldn't leave. When somebody tell you that you can't leave, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything else but that. You got the police standing guard at the door. That's, that was sure enough, enough evidence right there. I wasn't a mental patient. I didn't commit a crime, but they, they're getting ready to admit me in a psychiatric hospitals for not not one day, not two days, not three days, but nine miserable days. That's a long time when you're snatched up unexpectedly and you don't know when you're going to get out. First day, the second, but by the time you got to the seventh, eighth, and ninth day, your mind had to be playing tricks on you. And, and I have to say that even though you got angry and kicked and screamed anybody else would but you held on and to me that was almost a way of trying to induce insanity with from within you i held on there was this old black man he was in there and i was walking down the hall on my way to the cafeteria that morning and I heard somebody behind me, but I thought he was talking to somebody else, but he was talking to me. Right. And uh, he was saying, God is with you. I'm like, who is he talking to? And I, when I turned around and looked at him, he said, God is with you in this place. Mm-hmm. He saw it. And chills like ran through me because it, it was a coincidence that people was in there that had my sister's name. I'm like, oh, I have a sister that name, you know. I, it, I know he was with me. But it, it was a, a learning experience, I think, because, those real people that was in there. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's the clinker. This is why I want the audience to t- turn your volume up, people. I want you to hear this. A young lady came in, Lance, Mm -hmm. the second night after I was admitted. I'm not going to mention her name for privacy's sake. Right. But um, 
she came in from um, Greensboro, their their um, Cherry facility. Are you familiar with them? Yes, the names I, I know. Remember, I've talked to so many people that they have situations that they may not want to put out there because of family and you know their jobs and stuff. So there's all I have to say is that that particular area of the country is like a hotbed for this type of stuff. And I have to take my hat off to you for having the courage and the strength to share what you've been through and share the story because so many people have gone through things and they're so beaten down that they're afraid. And I don't knock them because they may not have had the resources on an emotional and spiritual level to, to, to reach out. Lots of times they do. And many times the other media platforms, the so-called mainstream media will turn their back on them because they work hand in hand with the medical profession, medical facilities, the police department, and these health departments. They are all one big ball of tangled yarn that do things like this to innocent people like you. I know this firsthand from the amount of people that call me. I, I, I'm glad to say that I want to say this if I can right quick. You can say whatever you want to say, sister. Feel free. I'll never censor you. The news media, you just mentioned that. I contacted a reporter just up the street. The day I got discharged from over there, I called. He was furious, him and his partner. They, he went over there to confront them. Lance, we stayed in touch for like a week or so. I didn't hear nothing else from this man. Hmm. No email, no phone call, no nothing. Right today, I don't know where this man is. I don't know what they said to him over there, but he disappeared. Hmm. <laughs> because they did not want this to be on front page news, what they did to me. Something really wicked going on, on on a larger scale. And I'm not saying that your story is smaller because I said it on a larger scale. What I mean is that there are so many other people that have things like this happen to them there and across the country, across the world. And I would just would hope that people reach out to whoever they can, speak to whoever they can, even if it's not me. But I'm going to put a plug in there right now as we speak. 407-590-0755. You can text me anytime. You can call me anytime. The texts get through easier. If you want to speak to me and put something out there, we can do that. I'll play it the way you say it. If you tell me your real name or not, it's okay. Even I don't have to know. You want to remain anonymous. You want to change your voice, change your names, whatever. But things like this, people need to know. We are so distracted by social media and the foolishness that's put out there. We're so distracted by our own 
envy on the next door neighbor who bought a new car though our world is going to hell and we don't wake up until things like this happen to us so i'm glad for you sister for even sharing this because hopefully if a hundred percent of the people who hear it don't do something if just five percent let it sink in and become a little more aware we're better off Yes, I, I want to fast forward to December, the, the, the part where I was telling you about the uh, Department of Health and Human Services and the false police report. I want to fast forward sure. to that date, um, December um, 15, 2015. I decided that um, I'm not going to give up on this thing. And um, I called up there to see who had um, access to that particular medical record. But I got the runaround. This lady got on the phone named Sandra Terrell. She was the then acting Medicaid director. And I'm certain that everyone knows who Sandra Terrell is. She's the one that swept up the dirt when all those wrong Medicaid cards got mailed out. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it wasn't her that did it. Considering <laughs> what she done to me. Right. I'm not laughing at you with the way you just said that. It's true. Yes. I, I, I told the FBI, y'all better look at that one close. Over a thousand it was a whole it was thousands of Medicaid cards wrong they were sent to the wrong addresses. But they swear up, oh, wasn't no identifiable information. Uh, present, they're lying. Those people lie through their teeth. Mm -hmm. I'm a living witness. Anything that a female is going to today, I have been there and done it. That morning when I was speaking with her, she was defenseless and nasty at all already. How in the world are you going to be defensive against someone that you've never seen it before in your life? That was my first time ever speaking to her, but she was nasty. She began this here, psychiatry, rain, you know that, that flipped me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that turned me slam off on her. There are some good psychiatric doctors and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, lady, look, I'm not calling to talk to you about psychiatry. That's your religion. I don't believe in it. <laughs> and that's what and, it is, too, for her. Yeah. She begins. She continued trying to talk over me. I'm like, okay. At this point, my head began to hurt, and I knew my blood pressure was rising. I said, I'm going to end this conversation in a nice way. Click up. I hung up on Was that the end of it? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. I took my blood pressure medicine, got in the bed. Nice and quiet and peaceful up here. Until about 4.20 that afternoon. Bam, bam, bam. I jumped up on that doctor. And I got myself together. Got downstairs. And I looked through my uh, security hole on my door. Police? Why are the police here banging on my door like they're crazy? Mm -mm. And I opened my door, I'm like, may I help you? Well, we got a call 
um, saying to come and check on you, um, what they call a wellness check. Yes, they'll use that. Hear this good, Negro. Pitt County Memorial, I mean, say Pitt, Greenville, Pitt County is their police, their hospital is got these secret programs running against black people. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. It's what they call a, a wellness check. So anytime you piss off a quote-unquote so-called expert, you make them mad, they're going to send the police to your house. So he's like standing there saying, well, did you make a call to um, DHS guest this morning? I said, yes, I did. I said, is it against the law for me to call DHS? I said, no, let me rephrase that. Is it against the law for me to call anywhere? I said, what business is it of yours? I said, first and foremost, I have people that work in law enforcement. Second, I myself am a graduate in law, civil litigation, and paralegal. Uh-oh. They didn't like so hearing don't that. stand there. Yes, don't stand there and try to use your little reverse psychology because you're not talking to a fool. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you got people in law enforcement that, that serve the country. Really. Well, I'm not going to stand here and talk to you about somebody defending the country. I want to talk to you about why you are here banging on my door like you're crazy. Do you have papers? Do you have court papers? No, they did not. I said, well, I suggest y'all get in that, that little blue and white car and going on about your business. That's right. I closed my door. They got in the car. He was talking to somebody on the phone. And um, I said, no, this is the strangest situation I've ever had. Is this the first time that the police has showed up when I come from the doctor or request my medical records? Mm -mm. Hear me, good listener. No. I got on the phone, I called, listen to the names. Yes, I'm going to name names today. Ted Sauls. He's the chief of police. He acted like he couldn't hear me on his on his phone. Oh, let me get your number, let me call you back and all this type of thing, you know, the run around. Tara Stanton, she's the lieutenant down North Green Street here in Greenville, North Carolina. I told her exactly my exact words. You had better keep your police down Green Street. They're not welcome here. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Right. I go to the doctor. I get home. Here comes the police. I get on the phone. I try to get access to some labs or some medical records. 
Here comes the police. What is going on, Lance? Nobody don't see a problem with that. I get a new doctor. They kick me out. My last doctor, for example, Miss Marie Mitchell of Vitality Wellness, because she thinks that she is an angel from heaven. She's a damn witch. Excuse my friend. <laughs> a self-appointed angel. She's a gray-headed witch. That's what I call her. She don't care about her patients. She care about her bottom line. That's white folks' favorite word. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Bottom line, this nigga ain't going to stop what I got going here. <laughs> you got that right. They ain't going to let no poor little nigga stop their money from flowing. She sent me a letter. It, I'm going I'm to back up a bit so that the listener can understand what happened. Last year, December, that was my last visit with her. I had some lab work done. You know they got this stuff electronic now where you, the patient can check the medical records on what is called a patient portal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to warn the listener because you better be careful with that patient portal. Don't volunteer to put nothing up there that you wouldn't want a hacker or thief to know. I'm telling you, what I know and what is going on and what has happened to me, I'm warning you today. It normally, I think by law, they have to have um, patients' records posted to their um, account or patient portal within two weeks of the visit, right? Mm-hmm. Three weeks go by. I'm logging in, looking at my account. Lab still ain't posted. <clears throat> Four weeks go by. I'm logging in again. Lab still haven't been posted. I said something is wrong with this. I sent her. You can send the doctor a message. I sent her a message asking, can she please post my lab? Because I had an upcoming appointment, and I wanted to go over those labs with him because there was some concern on those labs that I wanted to to discuss. She sent me a letter told me that I was harassing their doctors. We told you to stop, but you didn't listen. So we want you to find another doctor. I said, darn if this one ain't on some serious psychiatric drugs. <laughs> Who lies like that on, on their patients? Nobody but a wicked, greedy doctor. That's it. I'm trying to get to this letter because I want the listener to listen. And if you got family members listening, friends, better take heed. Because I'm telling you what's going on here in Pitt County. 
and and the program isn't just the program that they're running against um, chosen Negroes. North Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles. That's that's a whole nother uh, interview right there. Mm. A whole nother interview. I know about went into battle with them a few years ago. They they took my driver's license from me. Told me I could drive. You know why they took my driver's license? How come? Because. The wicked doctor over there at East Carolina Neurology wrote a bunch of lies on my medical record. One of those doctors in particular, Daniel O. Lee, that's L-E-E, he is East Carolina Neurology's sleep, sleep doctor. He works in the sleep lab over there. And speaking of Daniel Lee, um, I can't truly say if I believe he was in a compromised position. When somebody is pressuring you to do something mm-hmm. for fear of losing your job, I believe that he had to do what he had to do to keep his job. And I say that because during the course of my stay in their behavioral health, after I got out and got the records, when I saw what this man had wrote about me, I said, this is the work, pure work. This is demonic, Mm -hmm. plain and simple. His exact words on the medical record during my stay. He had multiple, not one, Lance, she had multiple psychiatric admissions. Those were his exact words. With no proof, of course, because it never happened. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, I had multiple psychiatric admissions, for real. And I said, now let me think. Ding, 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 ding. Who would know about these mysterious admissions? Oh, my doctor that I had been going to for the last 15, 10 years before I moved here. He don't know anything about no psychiatric admissions. So where did he get that from? I'm going to name names. Sandy Hall. She is by dance. Privacy. Risk management. Yes. That's the right word. Sandy Hall is by dance risk manager. She controls the conversation, the phone calls. When a patient is having a problem with a doctor, a nurse, everything goes through her. 
And I can't forget Miss Joy Hardy. She is the privacy officer at Vidant Health. Those two are two of the most dangerous, lying people at Vidant Health that I have ever come across. Mm. When that incident happened with me in December with Sandra Terrell, I called over there, talked nice, told her what had happened, and she couldn't believe it. She had disbelief in her voice, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm you know, going to get a little help here, you know. Mm-mm. She went on a meeting, went out of town, come back. Whole attitude was changed. She sent me a letter and an email. We're sorry, Miss Patrick, but there isn't anything we can do. If you want to pursue this case further, you may contact the North Carolina uh, Civil Rights to file an appeal and all this type of thing. <laughs> I said, okay. They wanted to wash their hands of you. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to get anywhere. They don't, they already got their lives together up there in Raleigh. I ain't even, I'm not going to sit here and keep calling up there. I can call up there today or tomorrow, Lance, and ask about my medical records. What you want to bet? I'll look out my window that night and somebody will be out there with the light shining in my bedroom window. Back last night, did you get my pictures? Hi. So you're like a tagged pigeon, and they're gonna monitor you. And 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 all my my thing is, this is bigger than just these little low level games they're playing on you. It, it's something bigger than that. I mean, you're a threat yes. to somebody on some level. Yes. Somehow, and, some way. And speaking of something being big, the 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 so-called public defender. Charles Mack Williamson that works up there on Evans Street. He was a character. If I'm committed to something, God forbid if, if a person has, uh, has committed a crime, killed somebody or something, you don't want your daggone attorney to show up eight days later after you don't been incarcerated. You want to talk to that attorney right then before the, you know the facts get old. You want to talk while everything is fresh. This man shows up two days before I'm getting ready to get discharged. They had the little uh, judge, the little uh, bogus trial. And even after the trial, my sister and her daughter, my niece, they was over here present that day with me and as I was getting ready to tell the judge the same thing I told you when the police was you know asking me you know someone was concerned about me and you know my health and everything he suppressed my testimony he shut me down 
he didn't want the judge to hear that part. Why is that? Because <laughs> you're that threat. And that day, my mouth was hurting so freaking bad. I didn't want to sneeze. After that little trial was over, him and his secretary or whatever she was to him, assistant, disappeared. I didn't hear nothing else from him. Wow. But he's supposed to be representing me, though. <laughs> Charles McWinson. And if you look at this video, stay from out here in front of my house because I'm watching you just like you're watching me. Yes, he was out here. It was about 11 o'clock. Only Negroes live out here. When you see a, a, a white person out here that time of night, something's wrong. And when I looked out my window... He bent over. He saw me looking out because I had to, I pulled it up so he could see me. Because I recognized him, that blonde head. I'd never forget that face. I'd never forget that face. He saw me looking out, and he hurried up and backed out. And by the time I got back over here to the dresser to grab my phone to get a picture, he was gone, out of sight. Mm -hmm. But... I asked you earlier, did you get that picture of the car? The white yes, car? yes. That white car was sitting out here in front of my home last year, December. That same white car was out here last night. So I come to the window and look. The lights, they parked slanted in the middle of the parking lot so that their lights could shine in my bedroom window let me know we're, we're still watching you. So as I looked out the window, that car speeded, backed out so quick, I couldn't even get a picture. But that picture I sent you today, that one was taken last year, mm -hmm. December. That's the, I said, that's the same car that was sitting out here um, last year, December, same car. And I have a whole lot of pictures of cars. And um, I wanted to say before we had got started that I'm taking a chance talking to you. Today. I understand. I understand. Because not because I'm scared of them. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they got to do more than waste their gas coming out here sitting in front of my house to, to, to scare me. Mm -hmm. you no, know, it's... It, it, that something else has been going on, man. My, my, I don't have any rights here. I have to have on clothes at all times because I don't know who's going to come in on me. Right. Manager, uh, maintenance man, service man, whoever. They, they just walk right in on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. A week ago, you know, it was last month I put in a work order. This here, I sent you a picture of a bug. I know you thought that was strange. 
but uh, I'm getting ready to tell you about that. Mm-hmm. Washing through that bowl. <sighs> he came here April the 7th and put in a new bulb. I have three bulbs in my bathroom. I should have sent you a picture of that so you can see why I'm talking. But um, it's three bulbs in here. They are those new CFL bulbs. Right. And um, I'm upstairs in the bathroom, mind you. And I hear somebody turning the door. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, hold, hold, hold up. And by the time I get halfway my stairs, He's already in the door. Mm. Now, in your house, right? you're supposed to be able to walk around like you want. Right. You could have been in the shower. You could have been nude. That's your right. But for somebody to barge in that way, and they're putting themselves at risk to be injured and harmed or even worse. I mean, I, I have this thing where... In the morning, I like walking downstairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're I mean, all human. It, it, you know, air it out. Let the sunshine hit home. it. This is my space. But with them coming in your house anytime they want to, I'm, I'm on alert. That's why I'm tired today. I now lay down. With one eye open and one closed, so I'm like, but I, I'm not letting them take my life. I'm not going to let them stop me from living. That's right, and I admire your okay. spirit for that. But um, I complain. He put the bulb in, and I didn't think of it. I didn't think to check the bulb that he took out. And something began to, you know, that, that little uh, angle that we have on our shoulder that talks, tells us to do things, right. right things. Okay, something began to tell me, look at that bug. Look at the bug. It's 5 o'clock. I'm not getting up and look at a bug. I can't get up there. I don't feel like going downstairs and get the stool. I'll look at it in the morning. Something kept telling me, look at the bulb. Okay. The morning of April 26th, three weeks go by after he installed this here bulb. I couldn't figure out why the bulb keep blowing out. Just this one bulb, mind you. And don't no other bulb in this house look like this bulb. Hmm. That was another sign that told me that something was wrong. So... It was about 6 o'clock that morning, April 26th, just that. I got my little stepping stool, tried to be careful because sometimes I have this tendency, Lance, of getting up half half woke and walking down my stairs with my eyes half closed, Mm -hmm. trying to get some potato chips or cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Late night cravings. I paid for that one night. I thought I had broke my hip. Mm-hmm. I fell. 
in my trash can by the door. And then I stumbled back onto the step. And I, when I looked down, my whole left knee was bled. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I got to call 911. I got that hydrogen peroxide and stuff in there, and I was all right. But um, I screwed that bulb out, and I looked at it, and I'm like, what kind of light bulb is this? And as you see in the picture, it looks like a microphone, don't it? Sure does. Hold that picture up for them to see it. Mm-hmm. It looks like a microphone. And I looked at the, um, you know, on our mobile phones, we got speakers on them, the microphone. And I said, this looks eerily similar to my microphone on my uh, phone. But that's why I say, and the reason I said that earlier, I'm taking a chance because when she came into my house after I left for my doctor's appointment, mind you, last year, December, I don't know what she put in here. Because they're making things now so small. I mean, they're making cameras small and microphones small. You don't have to have a wire connected to it. It can be powered like, say, for example, a light bulb with a with a, a microphone or a camera on it can be powered by the very current that it's screwed into. And it can be projected. the reason why it keeps blowing out? Right, right. It can be projected, you know, through, you know, through the air. And they can receive the sounds, record them, and they don't have to have anybody sit down by you. They can be somewhere a couple blocks away and let it run automatically and watch you and check up on you. You know, the cable boxes, the televisions, a, a clock, a, a pen, anything. And, and you won't detect it because it's something so small and so normal, hidden in plain view. That's how they do. So even still beyond that, I always advise anybody who has a technician come into their home uh, to work on the cable, you know, to work on electric, to, where they put their hands on stuff and we don't question them. We don't know how or who pays them to put these things in here to monitor us. The electronics that we buy already have things built in that can be tapped into. We're sitting in front of the computer and certain things are going on on an adult level and they can be looking right at us and we don't even know it. Like I said, they still sit out here all times of the night. Last Monday, a little past six o'clock, I stand to the women again. I couldn't get my phone fast enough to get a picture. But I had an idea who it was. It was one of Greenville police in a in a dusty black looking for their for their Jeep. So here's how I know that my manager is wicked. I sent her an email. I say, I'm making a request that you might think is strange. And she said, How can I help you? I said, can you pull up the video? Because they got a camera right here at the edge of the office, the rental office. Mm -hmm. And it sees every car that go in and come out. I said, I just want a screenshot. I said, if you don't want to go through that, I say, I can come up there and I can take a picture of it right off the screen, you know, like that. 
so she will she come up with this tall lie. Oh, our system is is not equipped to do that for real. So how do you uh, pull up videos of people raising hell out here and take them to court? She thought she was stupid. She she tried to pull one over you. So I so after that lie rolled by, she sends me another email. Well, after careful careful review, I have um, determined that you will have to get a subpoena. She knew who it was. Exactly. That's why she tried to play me. She said it like that. And if that was protocol, she would have said that in the first place. Exactly. First, you said that the system is not equipped, and now you're going to send my second email saying that you did a careful review. You didn't do a review. <laughs> you made a phone call, and they told you not to give me that tape. Because she already know that they're watching. She already know what happened to me, July 2008. She know. She already knew. She already knew. As soon as she saw you, she knew what you were coming for. Who who does that? Nobody but wicked people. A subpoena for just to get a picture? That's one thing about white folk. Hear me, good listener. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that white people have in common. They will not go against their people to help a nigga. That's a fact. That's their code. That's their code. Don't call me a racist, a nigger hater, because you got to go and stick your little card in there and punch into his job in the morning. I'm sorry. I don't live on feelings. Sorry. That's the that's the fact of life. She 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 skinned up that lie just that quick. You you already knew, so why did you have to go through all them emails? That's why I say that day I got hung from the doctor. Her and her um, ma uh, maintenance man, they can't keep no maintenance man out here. They just hired one two weeks ago. He gone already. <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> he gone. I think seven maintenance men don't quit out here in the last six, seven months. And... um. I got home from the doctor that morning, December the something last year. And um, you know how you leave your stuff in your house. Everybody knows how they leave their stuff in their house. Right. My stuff was out of place from the downstairs to the upstairs. The curtains was taken down from the windows. Oh, they wanted you to know. The windows were locked. I'm like, what the? Well, she was like, you you put in a work order. Yeah, but you ain't done no work. 
That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You come in my house and you still didn't do the repair. So what was the point of you coming in here? You see the problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. Her and the maintenance man came into my house. She, I sent her an email the previous night, and I said she, you know, she used to be good about responding back, send the email, but she could have walked up here. Mm-mm. She looked at that camera. Yes, Miss Patrick is gone. This is my day to go up in that house and do what I need to do for Pitt County Police. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. I've been looking around here, looking in every cracking corner, because I want to find something suspicious. I know something's wrong with that light bulb, and I'm going to get somebody to look at that light bulb. Oh, snap. I got a cousin. He's an electrician. He's been an electrician now for over 40 years. Yes. I'm going to contact him and see what he has to say about this light bulb that looks like a built-in camera. The other two bulbs in their lamp don't look like that. Tells you right there. The other two bulbs are shaped just like that one, but they don't have that microphone built in them. Sure don't. That that bulb I sent you on the picture, Yes. that's the only bulb that seems to blow out periodically. Yeah, because there's more going on with it than just it being a bulb. Too much data is on it. You're so right. What happens to our hard drive when it gets overloaded with data? Don't it shut down? It sure does. The same thing happened with these here um, security cameras. Not enough RAM. All of that going on at one time. But that's okay, Miss Jennifer DeCola. Yes, I'm calling names. Send Ted Sauls out here if you want. Uh, Chris Ivy, Tara Stanton. I don't care. Everybody's going to know what you all did to me and what you continue to do. Who sits in front of people's houses all times of the night and shine their lights in the person's bedroom? Who does that? Mm-hmm. A crazy person. Somebody that's on some drugs. Some serious drugs. There's a lot of that going on in the hospital also. They have access to it. And I mentioned NCDMV earlier, North Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles. Mm-hmm. They're part of the problem. I am living proof. And I'm going through bits and pieces of what happened to me. I'm not going into full-blown explicit details mm-hmm. per se. I am living proof. I was their experiment. I continue to be their experiment. They sat in front of my house. The manager comes to my house when she feels like it. But I told her all hell is going to break loose. I don't care if you call the police, mama, granddaddy, aunt, uncle, daddy. 
<laughs> it's going to be some hell raised in Carolina coal. Yes. So you are warned. Um, landlords don't have no business, and this is something that some some of our people don't know. And I'm letting you know now, sure. they don't have no business going into your home unless it's, number one, a fire, or, number two, a flood. Right. Those two are the only reasons by law that give them the legal right to go in your home when you're not at home. Everything else has to be given a written 24-hour notice. That is for the state of North Carolina. And um, after the the white car last night and the black Jeep last Friday, I have told myself today that I'm going to stay on top of this and stay organized. I'm going to build a digital book. That's right. And I'm going to document everything. That's one thing I learned when I was studying law. Dates, time, the names of people are critical in any type of case. You cannot go and stand in front of a judge and he said, well, what was so-and-so's name? You're like, I don't know, Lulu, Bob. I think his name was Jesse. I don't know. You got to be certain. You have to have those three stacks to back you up in any type of case. But, uh, when, when she came in here, she, she, she violated my rights. Why I blew up? Reason number one, this is my home. My bedroom is my per se office space. <laughs> of course I'm it is. Now, with books, I got uh, coupons. Yes, I'm a tight wad. I will clip them coupons in a minute. There's nothing wrong with that. Why give away your hard-earned money? But I had all of my passwords, all of my username to every single online account was visible. That day when she came to my home. People are out here already talking, and it's just, I'm not the only one that's supposed to say, shoo, at least I'm not the only crazy one out here. That's right. Yeah, I know, but people out here, every time I go up there and watch, I hear stuff or something. I'll be wondering about something where I talk to somebody with today and tomorrow. I'll talk to another person, and the whole puzzle will come together. <clears throat> and uh, people are suspicious about these bugs. One person told me that her son be, it sounded like his, it sounded like the doorknob is turning and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, when she told me that, I got this tape I had recorded. I used to sit when I had cable. I don't even have cable down there. And I got a brand new um, TV down there that's just sitting down there looking pretty and shiny. I don't <laughs> right. I don't watch cable to me as a waste of money. Why am I going to pay you to watch a movie when I can click the button and watch, watch the same movie for free? 
online. Mm-hmm. But um, when she told me that, I thought of this this clip that I had recorded from um uh, one of them uh, cable channels. They were they had a series about privacy and Big Brother, and um the law was first passed. This her name was oh shoot. Mm. <sighs> That's the girl name already. But um, they passed the first law for peeping. Oh. She moved into this um apartment below this man and his wife and stepson. She said there was like a normal thing. Them the ones that's doing it. Them that's normal and want you to think they they got all the senses. Them the crazy ones. <laughs> right. Don't be fooled. I'm telling you. And um, she said it sounded like some paper was rattling. And she called her boyfriend over. He checked and looked around, looked up in the ceiling. And speaking of ceiling, I'm going to get to that, too. Something's wrong with that picture. Mm-hmm. But um, he got up. He looked in her attic. <clears throat> and that's a problem here, too. When he looked in her attic, he saw wires running from the uh, smoke detector down into the wall somewhere. In a way, the, the wires led back to his house upstairs. They were having a good time watching him and her. <laughs> wow. Yes. She took her case all the way to... um. Washington, D.C., before the um, Senate. And that's when they passed the first peeping law. Because that thing up there in that office, mm-hmm. she thinks that she is above the law. Now, speaking of addicts, like I said earlier, no, I want to start with the smoke detector first. There are three smoke detectors here in my house, Lance, mm-hmm. okay? There's one right here as I'm stepping into my bedroom. There's another one right at right above the third step. And then there's another one downstairs as you're around in the corner going to the kitchen. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one here in the bedroom is very interesting. I decided I want, you know, the... Another view of the bedroom. So I changed around. Got my little, you know, those slider where you can move furniture. Right. I went and threw my back out. <laughs> those little, those little um, coasters that you put under. Yeah. And I went to moving furniture. Put my bed right here by the bedroom. I mean, by the doorway. Because my bed is right here by the window. I said, well, I won't have to have that heat blowing on my head, you know, in the winter. What I saw. Okay. I'm turning over on my left side. And as I'm turning over, I'm opening up my eyes. I'm looking at this. You know how lasers look from Star Trek? Right. Red laser beam. I'm looking at this. Um, smoke alarm 
And if I read, screaming down on my head. And as I turn to get up, it quickly goes out. No beep. Because nothing was wrong with the batteries. The maintenance man had just changed them. Right. So that wasn't the problem. So now why was a red light beaming on my head that night from this smoke detector? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you the answer to that. Months earlier, the cable person, I mean the internet person came out. My cable, my internet connection kept going out, kept going out. And I called, put in a service request. When he came here, like I said, I'm going to talk about this attic. There's a look. Each of these apartments got an attic, and I don't see no purpose for it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we have access to get up there. I mean, if you want to get up there, you have to have a ladder. But I really don't see no purpose of an attic in these apartments, at, at least not for the tenant. Right. So he got up there. I'm like, I got wireless service. Why in hell is he going up in the attic for to fix the um, internet connection? That didn't make no kind of sense to me. It's more to it. And after he left, that's when the red. I, just, I started having problems with this um, smoke smoke detector. Do not trust folk. I don't care what kind of position they got in front of their name. A little technician Johnny, don't trust them. <laughs> Do not trust them. I, I did not see. I could not comprehend, Lance, why he had to go up in the attic for to do um to check my internet connection. Right. My other uh, service provider don't have to come upstairs and dirty up my carpet to uh, do the connection. They come here and they put the wire up down there and I'm ready. But this cat comes here that day. He is up and down the stairs and I'm pissed off. He, he's got these, um, got his tool belt and he's got the ladder he's up here in the attic and I'm like something is wrong with this that's right something is wrong why is he going in the attic for the sick a wireless connection I'm supposed to have a wireless connection for my internet but that's what he was doing that's exactly what he was doing Mm-hmm. The um, smoke detector here, just in front of my bedroom door, to the um, attic is only four feet. It's only four feet. The, the the smoke detector right here over the stairway, why he didn't put it in that one? Because this one was more probable. Right. This one is in my bedroom. And... I don't know what is up there. I know that night 
the, 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 the smoke detector, nothing has happened to it. They always check it during um, inspection. Ain't nothing wrong with the smoke detector. Except for that light that's shining mm-hmm. down at night. And as I turned over, it went out. <laughs> Did I mention it to that witch up there in that office? Mm-mm. Because she's already given stuff to Pitt County uh, Sheriff. As small as this place is, why do she need two computer mo- two computer monitors mm-hmm. in that little office for these little handful of tenants out here? She got the regular desk computer where the assistant works on. In her office, she got a regular um, Windows computer. And then in the far left corner of her office, far right corner of her office, she have this giant, it's probably about, uh, I want to say about uh, 20, about 22 inches. Hmm. That's her special monitor where she can see who have quote-unquote mental issues or problems with Pitt County Sheriff. Well, I'm going to keep a watch out because I know the cars are going to show no be setting out there. I know the one weekend they were in and out. I got, I kind of got a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> After like, a while, I was like, wow, I must wow. really be important. I'm like, oh, my God, these people can't sleep. They have their mind on me. I felt important. Sit out there all you want. You ain't bothering me. That's your gas. I don't pay for it. Right. That's their gas and lack of sleep and being away from their family. I do my norm. I've been doing my little spring cleaning through here, getting organized, and even more so, like I said, after what happened last week and last night, I'm I'm definitely going to be on top this week. Going to get more organized. So when the stuff hit the fan, all of my data, all pictures, mm-hmm. dates, times, and everything. Because right now I'm talking to you. I'm talking from memory. I don't have no notes sitting here in front of me. Actually, I'm walking back and forth to say it helped you lose weight. Um, uh, one thing I definitely want to put out there, don't never, ever volunteer nothing as far as your personal information. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they want you to do. Number two, please, if you have to go to the emergency or the doctor, please make sure that you have someone with you to document. Because you may forget, but that person may have it documented. So mm-hmm. you'll have a backup if, you know, something like this was to occur. Right. I didn't have no backup. I didn't have no one with me. My phone was home. So where did that leave me? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. I was, I was, I was in the most hot hands. That's all I can say. I couldn't call nobody. They wouldn't let me call nobody. She was, she was nasty towards me. <laughs> Do you have a gun? Do you have any weapons in your house? Those are the type of questions that they was asking, trying to build and make a psychiatric patient out of me. That's the 
nowhere. All of this happened. They, they scammed this all up. There are a lot of high-profile people involved in this, and they know that I know the law. I know that every court document is supposed to have a file number. That's a fact. Right. Ain't nowhere around that. But this particular document is, is, is very questionable. You can look at it, and you will begin immediately asking questions. Where's the file number? And if I do call somebody, they'll get nasty, which tells me that you're guilty. That's all that tells me. Mm -hmm. That's all that tells me. They are running these programs here in Pitt County, and the wicked police, Ted Souls, Kara Stanton, they know about it. They haven't been here to my house to talk to me about ha what happened in person. They know. They put my name, I forgot to add this. Mm -hmm. They put my name and address in the police database. Oh, man. Yes. My name, address, I'm listed as, quote, unquote, having mental issues, all because I called to Raleigh and asked for my medical record. Hear me good. They put my name and address. My name and address is in the Pitt County Police Database right now as I speak. All because I called and requested that medical record from July 2008. Well, if you're not guilty, why are you so defensive and nasty? What do you have to hide? Why every time I go to the doctor, ask for a medical record, here come the police. I have to call and, 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 and see why the police show up at my house. Why is the police at, at my doctor's office when I go out to lunch? Right. Yes. 1995, I'm going to say this quick. Went to the doctor. I'm not going to go into any details, but I'm going to say this quick to let you know how wicked these people here is in this city. I went to the doctor in 1995. I was having seizures. Um, the wait was long. I told the receptionist, I'm going to get me something to eat because I didn't want to risk having a seizure, you know, with all that medicine in my system. And um, I get back see a police car, and I'm like, oh, somebody don't got sick in here. Mm-mm. He was in the room when they called me back, waiting for me. Mm. Why was the police in the doctor's office during my visit, which was a violation of my privacy? Only the most high knows. I didn't raise no fans. There was no commotion, so why did they call the police? Because mm. they didn't want me to get my hands on the truth. The truth, 1995, I almost died in what was then Pitt County Memorial Hospital. Why did I almost die? Because the doctors held up the urine 
which was, quote, unquote, the, the spinal fluid, and told my father that the spinal fluid was beer. Hmm. Yes. They told my father couldn't read and write, so they felt like he would have believed anything they would have told him. Right. Knowing he didn't know anything about spinal taps and spinal fluid and everything. Oh, look. This is, uh, see all this beer she got in? It was spinal fluid. Because they want, they try to pull the okie doke on my family and try to make it look like one beer put me in a coma. So I'm like, got the scratch in my head. And I, I wasn't, I was smart then, but not as alert and smart like I am now. But I know that gone well. No beer don't put nobody in a coma. Something else is going on here. And when I got out the hospital, because I, I stayed in the hospital over here nine days, Lance. Nine days. And I'm going to tell you a little excerpt where I saw my medical record. And this told me that these doctors is wicked as hell here in Pitt County. The doctor instructed the nurse, give her more of, uh, I don't know if it was the seizure medicine, because they had me on all kinds of stuff trying to bring me back to life. He was telling her to give her more, and the nurse had written in the record, she is already over the limit. He kept instructing her, give her more. They were trying to kill me. Because they didn't want that truth to get out. A year and a half would pass before I would find out why I was really in the hospital in a coma. I almost died from meningitis and sepsis. They called that a drug overdose because they didn't want me to file suit. By the time I got myself together and was getting ready to call for legal help, it was like the story had already hit the news before it got news. Mm. Nobody would touch that case, not a soul, because they had doctored my records up so bad. If I showed you my medical records from over there, they would look like something from out of the CIA office. Oh, no. You got, I got whole pages, black. You might got one, I might got one little sentence to the bottom, but the rest is black. I say it's a whole lot of information up here that I can't even see. But at the same time, oh, she, she drunk too much beer. It caused her to go into what they call, what they call that drug, uh, when you drink too much. Uh Alcohol toxicity. Right. <laughs> I said, now, if a, if I said a five-year-old would look at the medical records and see something is wrong, I almost died from meningitis. As time went on and I was released from over there, I lost all function, all cognitive function. I looked at the telephone, and I'm like, what is this? 
And my nephew's standing there looking at me like, you know, in shock. And he said, Aunt, this is a telephone. And I'm like, can you show me how to use it? I didn't know how to use a telephone lamp. Oh, my God. They tried to destroy me. That medical facility over there is the most dangerous hospital that I've had to deal with. I would take a dog of mine over there. I would I I let the dog die and bear. Because it live a lot longer. <laughs> and they were probably kill him anyway, so it wouldn't even matter. Mm-hmm. That's how dangerous they is over there. But stand every time I call over there and try to speak to the president, I get directed to Sandy Hall. Sandy Hall told me on the phone, "You're not getting any money." Yes, that's what she said. Dangerous witch. Hear me good. I hope you watch this video. Because when I watch it, I'm going to send it to, to every news broadcast that I can send it to. Them some dangerous people over there. And I know some people listening that probably work over there. I don't care. I do not care about violence. I do not care about Pitt Greenville Police Force. I do not care about online people up there in Raleigh, North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. And for those who don't know, after all of that happened, they changed their name. They went from Pitt County Memorial Hospital to Vidant. Behavioral health became Trillium. The Cherry Hospital up there in Greensboro, they have joined forces with the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. I say now that's a disaster that's done already exploded. Because they already knew that I was calling up there, talking to people. The lady, the doctor claimed, Daniel Lee, he claimed that I had multiple psychiatric admissions, but have no proof of that. He claimed that I was in Cherry Hospital. I called to Cherry Hospital. The lady sent me a letter and discredited everything he said. Sandra Hall and Sandy Carroll, I'm going to say Joe Hardy and Sandy Hall is aware of that. Did that make them give me an offer? Have they apologized? Mm-mm. Satanists don't apologize. Right about that. People that don't have a conscience don't have that ability. And I'm not just saying that on a physical level, spiritually, again, the Most High tells us in his word about the white race and how they is. He created them like that to show his power here on earth. 
No one is going to be able to bring down wicked people like that but him. No one. I believe what has happened to me and it still is, is it's on a spiritual level. It's a learning a learning learning lesson. It's a lesson to be learned. Because they're they're not gonna stop. I can't stop them from sitting out here in front of my house. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. That's their gas they're wasting. It's not mine. I just feel much more 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 special. It's like I can spent when they're parked out here. I know one like this um white nice car, sport car. I said now this got to be a humbug car. And he set it out there for well over an hour. Mm. There's two cars next to mine. He's just sitting in his car. And I was standing here looking, taking all the pictures that I wanted to take. And um, I could could tell that he had a laptop or something working on it because you could see the light. And um, I know now why another reason why they're coming out here because when you when you go in a community that's closed like this one when you go to the Wi-Fi setting you can pull up everybody's network name that's within um this vicinity that's on this front and that's what they're doing. Because you know what I'm doing? I am sitting here, and I'm going to wait for that witch to either ask me or send a letter out asking for uh, a phone number. And I'm going I'm to let her have it. You ain't getting no phone number. Get a subpoena like you told me. <laughs> <laughs> you want my phone number, get a subpoena. And even then, you better have a good enough reason to get one. I, my phone rings lamps. Every day, all day sometimes. When I think it was August, I have um, put a complaint out online to this um, media called Complaint TV News. And they gave me the story, oh, we didn't get the picture, blah, 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 blah. But the next morning, it was 8.24. My my phone rang three times, back to back. And I said to myself, that ain't nobody but Ted Saul. He's the only one that do that. But they won't come here to my house and talk to me like a like a human being. They won't do that. Mm-hmm. And I cannot I forgot to mention one particular name. Vonda 
powerful, powerful is H O or H U. I mean, excuse me, H A. I think H O U S L E. Powerful. She the chief, the deputy chief of Pitt County Court. She's the one that signed that false IBC or involuntary commitment paper. She's the one. I want you to hear her name good. Bonda Housel, V-O-N-D-A. She is the deputy chief at the Pitt County Court here in Greenville, North Carolina. There is no file number on that document. And that told me right then that something was wrong. Very wrong. Because I know for a fact that every court document have a file number attached to it. Except for that one. <laughs> Except for that one. And um, Mr. Charles Mack, I think he was in a total, I think he went to uh, some sort of catatonic state when I called him that day. He was shocked. He, he, could, he didn't say a word. Because we all know that they don't like talking on the phone for fear of being recorded. They'll tell you that quick. Oh, I don't like talking on the phone because uh, the line might be unsecure. Oh, you're right. You don't have to talk on the phone because some ignorant Negro will tell you what you need to know voluntarily. And they like that. They love for us to go in these doctor's offices and, and and fill out some papers and one one question in particular pisses me off. Wash your race black. Well you're not Hispanic. I'm not black either. That's an ugly word. As a matter of fact, that's a slave word. So I'm not that. And that pisses them off. They cannot stand who I am. I think when I when I changed my profile picture on uh, one of my Gmail accounts, that's when she started acting nasty with me up there in that office. You know what my profile picture say on my <laughs> Gmail account? What did it say? We are not Africans. We are the Israelites. Oh, you deep. I love it. <laughs> yes. When you realize that, picture. that changes everything. Uh, for those for those who know and don't want you to know but let me just say again sweetheart I gotta run um, maybe we can continue this tomorrow I'm gonna have this up tonight and again I do appreciate you wholeheartedly because most people are not gonna have your courage and the strength that you have even though you're currently going through so much you understand the importance of communicating what you go through and you consider it to think it's of others hard. to help them. It's much harder on me because of my health. I dread 
going back to the doctor me. But I'm I'm hoping I I no nobody wants to hear that 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 C word. <laughs> <laughs> That cancel bird. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sister, she's having chemo right now. I mean, my my whole family, all my sisters are sick. Diabetes. I lost my second oldest brother, 2012, and I had just got out from body, had my uh, gynecological issues. And I couldn't walk. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. That stair is hot. And I'm I'm mad. I'm stressed out. I'm in pain. I'm trying not to get too stressed because that would make the pain worse. I didn't make my brother's funeral, long story short. That hurted me. I had that choice. She said, she said you can uh, cancel the surgery and you can go to your uh, brother's funeral. I said, I'm in pain. I don't know if this surgery is going to do me any good, but I think I'm going to go ahead with this surgery because that's what I did. But every day now I'm in pain. But I try to keep on going so it won't make it worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. And we have so much to talk about um, in it. But I just got the phone call. I got to be on my way. I'm not cutting you short because uh, I'm trying to cut you short. It's just that, you know, I had this prior prior No, appointment. I think I talked to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got some most important points out there tonight. Oh, no, we're going to continue some more, sweetheart. And um, like I said, I do appreciate you, and you have a lot to share, and I'm glad you do, and you're the right person to do so because so many people would not um, open up like you have. And... um. Like I said, I'm going to call you later on tonight when I'm finished with what I'm doing, and we'll set up a time that we can continue on. I'll be waiting. I'll oh, be waiting. Most definitely. And take those pictures, keep sending them, and um, we're going to stay on it. Yes, because I, I was sitting here thinking today, I say, something told me to send somebody, somebody that you know and trust, send that person the information that you have. So I said, if anything do happen, you will have that information. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.